This is episode nine with keeping motivation and inspiration with special guest fitness professional, Brian Calake. Welcome to the Jamodi Podcast. My name is Turner Cavender, former professional athlete and action sport enthusiast with a passion to spread inspiration and positivity. Each week, we deliver you an inspiring message to help you put your life in forward motion to achieve your ultimate goals. Now let's get this show started because it's just a matter of doing it. Welcome to the Jamodi Podcast, everybody. This is episode nine. Today, we're with my friend, Brian. He is from Michigan. How about you tell us who you are, where you're from, and then we're going to get right into the topic, all right? So who the hell are you, bro? Uh, I'm some short dude on a screen, apparently. <laughs> but you can't tell how short I am on a screen, you, you know can. what I mean? Because I like I, I purposely sit closer to the top of my computer so people think I'm tall. Oh, yeah. That's, but I'm that's a good, that's yeah, a good trickery. See, it is. It's an illusion. No, my name is Brian Calique. I run three Fit Body Boot Camps in Michigan, um, and I love Michigan. It's actually the place to be right now. It's fall. It's beautiful. But uh, no, I, I actually, well, we'll get on the journey here a little bit, but uh, crazy journey to get here, but I ended up doing this fitness thing, and we love it. We've helped our local communities lose over 20,000 pounds of fat in the past two years. Uh, we have... I don't even know how many hundreds of members between the three facilities, but they're all a bunch of badasses. We call them fit body warriors. They're pretty okay. awesome. So pretty lucky to have them in my life and I got a great team to help me run it. So, so are you, how old are you? So, you know, I want to ask people how old you are because it's very important to kind of when the viewers are listening or if they're watching on YouTube or wherever they are, I want to know how they can relate to you. Um, because I mean, you are a badass, but I want, what, how old are you? I look like I'm 16 at, at a, on a good day, on a good day, especially when I shave. I, sometimes I can pull off 12. Yeah, so no, I'm actually, at the time this podcast is being made, I'm 29. 29 so I'm years old. I'm almost 30. Almost 30. Still a young gun. Still Looking got a two young. in front of the numbers. So I'm Looking young and feeling long, young, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. My wife's Korean too, so that's like, she, she quit aging at like 12. Yeah, I know. So, well, that's not fair, but you know, so you, you have fair. a wife, <laughs> you're married, and you have a newly yeah. born. Yeah, I have a newborn baby girl. She was just, uh, she was born, I think she's almost three months old. So she's fresh out the oven, man. She's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's, I, honest to God, kids scared the hell out of me, man. Because like, I taught karate for probably six years before mm -hmm. I did this fitness thing. And it was the best form of birth control one could ever ask for. Like people would take their totally undisciplined kids and like drag them in and they're like, fix them. And I'm like... <laughs> I see them two hours a week. I'm not sure what you want me to do here. Maybe you, you should start like punishing your kid or something. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like they think that you're gonna beat some sense into them. They're like, "Here's an extra twenty roundhouse kick my kid in sparring <laughs> class." You know, like they were like terrible. Not all. Of them. I mean, there were some kids that were good, but I'm telling you, dude, like it was the best birth control. I didn't think I was ever having kids, uh, and then I ended up marrying my best friend of at the time 15 years, and then. Woke up and got the memo that, hey, we're having a baby. So, uh, right. so I was a little scared going into it, but yeah. now that she's here, dude, she's so much freaking fun. So I couldn't imagine life without her. It's it's good. It's a little bit of extra work, but it's not as bad as people make it sound like. So. Yeah. Well, uh, so obviously we, we now know that you're an amazing dad, an amazing business owner, and um, I picked you because you are de definitely good at motivating. I met you in my early entrepreneur days. Um, and I kind of want to know, you know, how you got started, um, like in your journey, like 
We know who you are, but how'd you get to where you are today? You own like three gyms, right? Yeah, yeah, I and somebody who- online businesses. I've seen some ventures of yours. You have a family. You're busy. You know what is the journey you took to get where you're at right now? It was kind of like I don't know, man. I was like a renaissance man for a little bit. Like I didn't know what the hell I wanted in life. Like I just had a bunch of not like Rain Man, like Renaissance <laughs> man. I'm not that smart, man. But I like I don't know, man. I had this I had this weird journey. Like I was a kid. It's funny, ironically. I don't know. Do I have it in here? I think I do. Can they see the video? Yeah. Can they see the video? Okay, hold on. I'll show you something. Not, I have pants on. I have pants on. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see Brian going over to this bookshelf that he has over here to get something he has. He always has something, some kind of yeah, trickery. We're in the man cave office right now. Yeah. This right here, I don't think I've actually ever showed anybody this. This is like the first time oh, like, oh, my wife's ever seen this. This is a menu from when I ran a make-believe restaurant in my grandparents' house. It was my first business I ever ran when I was, like, probably six years old, seven years old. Wow. And, uh, yeah, man. Apparently, bacon was $500, so I knew how to sell back then. Bacon? Apparently. Some, 500 some Damn. Bacon, baby. <laughs> but, no, so, like, I've always, like, had this bug about me to, like, own businesses and to, like, make an impact instead of just going along with the flow. I was always the kid that questioned why. Um, which sucked for my professors because I was always like the kid, like they do something like, why when you can do this? They they didn't like me so much. But, um, but the thing is I've always, I don't know, I've always done things differently. So when I had hobbies as a kid or a teenager, right, I would find ways to make money doing those hobbies. So like I, I'm a, I'm a full hundred percent nerd. I used to be a magician, man. And, uh, I used to do walk around magic. I was like 15 years old, 16 years old, like 14, I think I started when I was 14 actually like officially going around like table hopping and doing kids birthday parties and stuff. My mom would drive me to like birthday parties and I would do like magic shows and I would do like walk around magic at restaurants and you stuff. And, like weird. You know what I mean? So that was like a job. And then I did martial arts since I was like, was I like 12 ish? No, no, no. Like nine ish. And uh week before my ninth birthday, I think 10 birthday, somewhere in there, I started martial arts and uh, so then I found out, you know, how to teach. I started teaching martial arts to make money. So I took my hobby made money from that. Yeah. And then I ended up moving to Los Angeles, California, and I had an internship doing special effects makeup. Uh, one of my friends is a shop manager. And so then I ended up coming home and starting a business where we painted faces and did special effects. That's and why you that. like Halloween so much. Oh my God. I love Halloween, man. We do a massive <laughs> Halloween party every two years here. It's so I know. much fun. That's, uh, that's but, why. That's, how I, that's, that's no, no. That's that's how I learned, man. And my friend was just—he's a great teacher, super patient, and uh, good dude. He's still he's still working his ass off out there. He actually owns his own shop now. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's kind of been all over, and then I ended up coming home, and then I didn't want to. I mean, I taught karate kind of, but I was kind of getting burned out of it. I got tired of being an underpaid babysitter, so I ended up uh, I I just ended up doing like kickboxing classes at the local gym I worked out at, and that kind of escalated into personal training, and then. Everything that you see today is like more or less a huge offshoot of that, right? Okay. So a lot of risk, but reward was great. So that's awesome. So that's that's quite of a journey you went through, um, owning a business at uh, six years old in the basement to yeah, <laughs> just yeah. it all started from twenty businesses in real life. Yeah, <laughs> five hundred dollar bacon. That's amazing, um, dude. I, you don't even know it's some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so tell me your why and what you do. So you did all this stuff, but you got to have a reason why. 
And that kind of ties in with the topic we have today is having a strong why. So what is your why to get where you are today and what you do? Honestly, my why is it sounds kind of bad, but full transparency, dude. I was always the like little kid who got beat up growing up as a kid and I didn't have very many friends. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted people to like me all the time. And even though I got older and obviously became more extroverted, did martial arts. And funny, when you learn martial arts, you don't actually end up using it anymore because it just gives you confidence and people don't pick on confident people. But uh, it was just one of those things where I just had this need from very early to just make people happy, to deliver them happiness, whatever way that may be, whether it's through fitness or martial arts or business or whatever. I just wanted to, to make people happy. And so my why is I thoroughly enjoy delivering happiness to people man it's the best feeling in the whole world it's the best high ever when when you can go in and say my team and i are responsible for you know giving people their lives back from stopping them from committing suicide from you know strengthening the relationship with their spouse whatever it may be whatever yeah. their why was that they walked in that's my why dude i freaking love helping people and i think it's this if a psychologist evaluated me, they'd just be like, well, you're a kid that got beat up a little. You needed people's approval, so that's why you do what you do now. And they're probably right, but I enjoy it. I think it's the greatest thing you could do is to give back and, and help people achieve what they need to set out, you know, what they set out to achieve. So that's my why. And There's of course, a lot of self-reward in what you do yes, to give it's you, very to feed your why. It's a very selfish why. <laughs> like, no, it's, my why and because, no, it's actually a little combination you know, of selfless and selfish because you're giving – to someone else to receive, so you're giving a lot, but yep. they don't know that you're receiving by giving. It's the best. It's like yeah. you get to be selfish and no one judges you yeah. because you're giving out at the same time. It's a hidden like, selfish. Hey, I'll give you happiness, happiness, happiness. They're like, hey, it's cool, man. But no, my <laughs> wife, my wife and family are definitely like a why, right? My wife and baby girl, are like that's why I have to pay bills. Yeah. But in terms, of like, why do I keep going down this entrepreneur path of of fitness or whatever else I have my hands into at this moment? It's it's because. I genuinely just love helping people solve problems so they can be happy. Okay. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in and ask the question. You know, the topic is today is how do you keep people motivated and inspired to reach the goal that they ultimately want? So obviously I picked you for a reason. There's a reason why. And I want to know the steps that you take to motivate and inspire the people that are around you, family, friends, or the clients at your gym, your members and such. People that are around you, how do you motivate, inspire to reach their goal? I think you just genuinely have to be more excited about whatever it is you're doing with them than they are. Uh, I think when people, I think it's what I call like polarization, right? Like people are polarized by somebody who's just very focused on one thing, very excited about that one thing, and they believe in other people more than they believe in themselves, right? So like I believe in my team more than I believe in myself. Truthfully, they're they're incredible ladies and gentlemen that help me run up all, all of our facilities. I'm just a one man without them, right? They help me build this empire that gives results, uh, and they're a bunch of badasses. You know, our members, you know, they're they're getting results because of my team. So, I, truthfully, at the end of the day, um, I really think it comes down to just being excited about the people around you when they show up, when they're around you. You're excited that they're there because they're giving you their time, right? Yeah, yeah. They're giving you their attention. And like Gary V says, when time or when, when information's free, attention's very expensive, right? So like I get excited when somebody just like watches one of my podcasts or like just reads one of my blog posts or just stops in to see how things are. Like they're giving you their time. You should be super pumped about that. And if you're super excited about that, 
they're going to be super excited about you because you're excited about them. Right. Okay. Uh, and I feel like people really undervalue time. I feel like that's a really big key in like motivating people is like being excited that they're giving you the time to motivate them. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's like when you walk in for, from a long day of work and your dog is like the most excited person in the entire world to see you. Right. And you love that dog for it. No matter what, you're just always motivated and excited to see your dog and play with the dog. Yeah. Every time yeah. Right. It's because he's excited to see you. He genuinely loves you. He cares about you. So at the end of the day, I think if you just want to motivate people, I think it's just going to come down to out caring the other people in their lives in terms of that one area of focus. So my job is to out care everyone else in their lives about fitness or whatever it is. Right. And I think that's really the key to success is just out caring and really being excited about what you're doing, right? Being excited for them and the journey they're on. So the main point of it is that you give accountability to these people that for their journey and their – but so you give accountability to the people that are around you, your staff members, the members, the clients. Um, what, what, would be, what would be one person that – what would they do? What would take the step for them to get motivated themselves when you're not around to give them accountability? Or some one of my clients to come in here, like I'm not around, like in their face, you know, give them accountability. Obviously, there's email, texts, all kinds of social media. But what is the one thing that you would give a step for them to be motivated and carry their inspiration? It's exactly what you asked me. They have to have a why. They have to have a why, but it has to be a why that gets them out of bed at four in the morning. That gives them anxiety when they don't take action toward it. Right? It can't be a why like. Oh yeah, I want I want to make more money. Well, great. I want to be six foot tall. It's probably not going to happen tomorrow. So, what really fires you up? I mean, money is great, but what what would give you a sense of like just achievement that no money can buy, right? Um, for me, my little girl is a big motivator right now. For me, obviously, she's my kid. For a lot of people, kids are a great motivator. Yeah, family and stuff like that. Yeah. Dad, yeah. I want to be a dad that plays with my girl, that plays outside, plays sports. I want to be the hot dad, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want all of her friends to be like, dude, your dad's hot, Olivia. And I'm just like, yeah, because I earn that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's my why, right? I want my daughter to see me living the life. Like, if I want her to read books, I should probably be reading books every day because they imitate what you do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why of getting my shit together and kind of really – focusing on the path I'm on is really comes down to, I want to set an example for my kids so they can grow up with an advantage over what I grew up with, you know, uh, in a better environment. So really a huge why for me is my family. And I think a lot of people, that's really what they need. They need that. Why that emotional, why mm-hmm. not a resourceful, why an emotional, why, uh, as cliche as it is, you hear it over and over yet. People don't freaking do it. Right. Yeah. You always tell people, Get your why. Whoa, blah, blah, blah. They think it's some like. Well, they don't go through the stages of the asking the why questions. So you need to ask the why question, right? Answer it. Exactly. Ask so five times. So it's like you need to do it after you answer each one of them. And by the time you probably get to the fifth one, you can't really go any further. I know. But that's what I mean. That it's Toyota, when they developed that whole concept of the five whys, like they were onto something, man. Like. They do this with all their employees. You should probably try it. I mean, and it's worth the exercise. And even if you just watch this podcast, listen to it right now, just take, pause it, take 15, 20 seconds, humor me, 
stop getting fed up with people talking about a why and like do something about it right now yeah. and ask yourself why you're doing something. There's a reason times. why like, people are actually talking about it and getting pissed off because you yes, don't understand it until you do it. Because it works, but people don't want to take the 20 seconds to freaking do it. Yeah. And then they want people to feel bad about why stuff's not getting done. Yeah, You're yeah. responsible for everything in your life, good or bad, man. All right. So what what would be the first step? Would that be your first step to get to their goal? Would that I mean that was my next question. That first step is do the why game? The five yeah, questions? Why game first. And then I think what's really, really important is after that, you need to ask yourself, what do I want my life to be like in five years? Okay. Why how does this why tie into this? What do I want my life to look like in five years? How does it relate to that why? And then after that. Uh, I personally, because I'm a, I'm an analytics type person, if you, you know that, yeah. uh, what I do is I, I sit down and I got something from one of my coaches, Craig Ballantyne. He uses it with some of his perfect day coaching people. Uh, he does his worksheet and he takes a piece of paper and divides it into four sections and he writes family, social life, resources, and time, because those are the four areas of life that people always have obstacles that come up that prevent them from achieving a goal. Right. Mm -hmm. So resources being money is usually the biggest time we know is just priorities, but really there's something that's cramping your time. That's going to prevent you from doing something social life in fitness. The biggest social life is usually people love to drink on weekends. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is not necessarily good if you're trying to get a six pack. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, not family, a six pack of beer, you know, right? Like, you want a six pack of abs. Six packs in the back of the fridge. Keep people <laughs> stealing this shit. <laughs> but really, and then family is the other one, right? Sometimes it's unsupportive spouses or people who are around them that just don't support them, whatever it may be. But find your obstacles in those four areas and then find two ways to overcome those obstacles for each obstacle. So two solutions to each obstacle, right? So a lot of info because I talk super fast because I'm not from the South. And, uh, <laughs> and so recap, start with your why, make your five-year plan. Write out your four obstacles in those areas and then find your ways to get around those obstacles. And I promise you, if you took those three steps, you're going to get momentum to get moving. It's the same stuff we do with our clients. We do the yep. same stuff. Yep. I love it, man. That's a great step for people to actually take with them from this podcast right now and apply it to yes. your life. That's one of the biggest things is actually taking information that you learn from either a book, a podcast, some kind of visual like YouTube show and applying it to your life. Like that's the most important thing. That's number one action. So out of all these things, take this stuff you're learning right now, guys, and freaking apply it to your life because it's so important. Brian is so right. I learned the and same thing. And take $500 bacon too. Apply $500 bacon. <laughs> so if you were watching this, you can see that he just showed up his wood plank of a menu that he had when he was a six, year, six years old, right? Hey, I did free coffee at least. There's well, free coffee on there. You give and take, you know. Dude, that's really smart because you get them in with a free coffee and then they buy your $500 bacon. Because <laughs> you're so cute. That's why. It's genius. It's genius. So let's, let's leave it off with the last question that I love to ask everybody on my podcast. And the last question is, you know, since this is Jamodi podcast, you've been around me so you know what it is. You've heard me say it. It's tattooed on me. The Jamodi, just a matter of doing it. It was a quote that my mother gave me when I was a child and I lived my whole life by it. What does it mean to you and how could you apply it to your own personal life? The first time I heard it was like Tonto Jamodi. Jamodi. Like jump on it. You know what I mean? Like that. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like that's what I was thinking about the first time I heard it. was like, get it, Turner. And then you didn't do the dance. And I'm like, shit, I was way wrong on that. Way I'm off. Glad. I'm glad I didn't start doing the dance. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was going to be bad. <laughs> but no, it's uh, just a matter of doing it. It... 
I mean, it sums it up, man. Like so many people talk, um, but no one does. And, and that's really what separates the successful people from not successful people is focus. They're focused on doing one thing a day that's moving them closer to where they need to be. And for me, what it means to me in my life is, is that it means, it means baby steps. Uh, it means 1% each day is what that means for me. You need to do something that makes you 1% better each day. 1% doesn't sound like a lot, yeah. but over the course of a year, that's 365% better than you were the year before. Okay. That shit adds up. So I always tell people, you know, if I was to say, how does that relate to my life? That, that would be it. It's just a matter of doing that 1% better each day than you were the day before. And I promise you, it's like watching a kid grow up. Like you slowly notice the changes, but you bring your kid to people every four weeks. Like, oh my God, they keep getting married. They keep getting married, right? Everyone notices big changes because they're not like living through it. But that slow 1% doesn't feel like much. Yeah. But you guarantee you bump into somebody a year from now or look back at where you are a year from now. If you do that 1% each day, you're like, holy crap, I have changed so much. That's probably why people say consistency always wins, right? Yeah. Absolutely, man. Perseverance and focus. That's Keep it. Going. It's not magic ingredients, man. Like everybody's <laughs> waiting for like this. How do I get a million dollars tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. Go make money. Like <laughs> just start, about doing it. You yeah, start I mean? somewhere. Like, <laughs> so, uh, Brian, so thank you so much for coming on with us. But I want to make sure people know where they can find you if they want to get a you know look at your you know your silly face or or, or see what you're going on. Where could they find you? I mean, I'm definitely on Facebook. Not that I'm ever on it, but I have one. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm never on Facebook. I check in with my groups on my on my gyms, and that's yeah. about it. But uh, truthfully, one of the better ways to get a hold of me, you can go to briancalicky.com or uh, you can go to michiganfitbody.com. That's like my Fitbody Bootcamps blog. Uh, they always have ways to get a hold of me on that blog, so uh, you guys can check it out there as well. All right, man. Thank you so much for stepping on with me today. I appreciate you. Appreciate Let's do you, some Hansel. knuckles right here. You, boom. <laughs> Side of the screen. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you later.